Today on What Chaos, the Oilers hit the All-Star break very early with 16 straight wins. We break down the Stadium Series jerseys. Some of them are good, and some of them are the Islanders. The PWHL is kicking the NHL's ass in this department. And it's bad, bad times in Columbus. We go over some of the stuff that's happening with the Blue Jackets, and we disagree. It's What Chaos, five stars, YouTube, all that. We will see you on the other side. It's a new week. It's Monday, January 29th, the United States, and it is U.S. All-Star Week. Welcome to What Chaos. I'm Dave Bean, a.k.a. Young Gretzky. We got the Marchenko agenda, Pete Blackburn, and Mr. PWHL, Sean DePaz. Yes, sir. Hi, Pete. Hello, David. Here's the, I've been wondering this for a while now. How was your weekend? Uh, you haven't been wondering that for a while because we hung out this weekend. Oh, telltales out of school. <laughs> it's a friendship blossoming. We watched uh, some football. We watched some football yesterday. I was quite hungover. You showed up. The the lovely gentleman you are. You brought me some ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought me some ginger ale and some snacks. What a guy. And then we watched some football. It was a good time. Uh, it is, as I said... U.S. All-Star Week. We will be at the All-Star Game. Stephen A. Smith voice. I will be in the building. It'll be me, Pete, Sean. We're going to do the fan, the All-Star Draft. We're going to do the skills competition. Yep. We're, I guess, going to do the game. Mainly really only care about the PWHL 3-on-3. <laughs> I was going to say, thank you. Yeah, right. That we are, the, everybody can agree that the All-Star Game is the least interesting part of All-Star Weekend. Uh, part of my French, but like that with like the All Star game, you know. Yeah, is it, right. is it less interesting than the skills challenge? Yes, the skills challenge at least like there's grab ass. Yeah, there's, there's less grab true. ass during yeah. the game. That's fair. And uh, the skills competition, I think the the new format is intriguing this year. At least, at the very least, there's that. Yeah, I'm excited to to be there. We got some plans. We're gonna do some stuff with. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know some of our friends who are going to be there, some of our friends who have even made the team. So it's going to be, or the teams, I guess. The teams. Yeah. We were thinking of doing a bit about how like we're big Western Conference guys and being like, we're going to the All-Star game to root for the West and then showing up at the game and be like, what the fuck is a team buble? <laughs> That's right. I uh, Somebody accused us or me of, of saying that the, that if what was the, the, the this the was amazing the accusation was that like it I I praised the sharks over the weekend and or uh, the the stars I praised the stars over the weekend and somebody responded like this coming from the guy who said that if you moved the Pacific into the the Eastern Conference he'd never watch the West again and I was like what. That feels like gaslighting. I feel like that thought has never entered my brain, so therefore I can't imagine myself saying it. And then they sent, like, quote-unquote receipts. It was a video of us talking on the show. It was you making that point, basically saying that, like... It was not me making that point. It was me. I was, was the not, one that was, was not you talking. making that point. But. I was saying... I was looking for excuses to never watch the Eastern Conference again. <laughs> this was a heavily pro-Western Conference conversation. However, 
I don't want to call that person out or put them on blast because clearly they're checking out the show and they're on the YouTube, yeah, which is yeah. where we like them. So get on the YouTube. If we hit 3,000 subscribers by the All-Star break, we are going to have a big surprise. And it's something that we're going to do anyway, but still just like do it and get on the YouTube, subscribe there. We're close. We we are close and we've got some big plans. We know that uh we we know that our 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 real money and uh our bread is going to be buttered probably in the playoffs. That's mm -hmm. where we're really going to rocket to the moon, but in the meantime, why not be in orbit? Why it not get to orbit so then by the time you go to the moon, it's just a quick little trip. Playoffs are going to be like our hockey peak, but this is maybe our grab ass peak. Yes. So this is a good time to also kind of really, really spike the football and get those numbers up there. But also we were discussing this last night while watching football and hanging out. When you're covering certain stuff in the postseason, people don't even care about your hockey stuff because they're so into like watching every second of the hockey that they don't even want your hockey stuff. So maybe even the playoffs will also be a little bit of grab ass. We don't know. We haven't gotten there yet, but it, it, it could be a thing. Here's a question I have with the all-star game. What happens if the dry guy and McDavid are on different teams? Because one of them might lose. Uh, that's that can't happen because I believe that Drysaddle is an assistant captain, alternate from captain McDavid's for McDavid's team. team. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. So we're rooting very hard for that team because we can't have the Oilers lose. Because by God, they are at 15 straight games. They're gonna do it. They can tie the they're yeah they're no they're at 16 straight games. They can tie the record next week in Vegas against the Knights. It's all happening, folks. And they, they beat the Predators 4-1 to one on Saturday. Fantastic game. Stuart Skinner playing out of his mind. The team selling out, playing so hard. Zach Hyman is at 30 goals. The Oilers are, like, they're my preseason pick to win the Cup. But now I feel like they're becoming an obvious pick for people to win the Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted after they, they beat Nashville. This is in the running for being the most interesting NHL season of all time. A lot of people came back and said, 2019 Blues, I think they take the cake right now. I mean, January 2nd, you're in dead last place in the NHL, and then you go on to win the Stanley Cup. Very, very interesting. That's an awesome comeback story. The Oilers, though, are a little bit different in the sense that, like, they're supposed to be a good team, then they were a terrible team, then they fire the coach, and then they magically became not only an amazing team, but, like, maybe like best hottest team in the history of the league. That is amazing. Uh, the Oilers, you, you made this point on Saturday. You were like, dude, the Oilers are playing so hard, like so hard. If you, if you had any team had an excuse to maybe like take their foot off the gas a little bit, you've won 15 straight games. You're playing Nashville, not an amazing team on the last day or your last game before the all-star break. That seems like a trap game in a lot of situations. There was a moment. This was when I texted you. The Oilers, I think they maybe had a one-goal lead. They were on the penalty kill, and there was a, the uh, Predators were in the offensive zone, made a pass towards, like, the circle, and Vinny D'Arnais just, like, dove headfirst to break up the pass. Just madman shit. 
And it was as though they were holding on to a one goal lead in the final 10 seconds of game seven of the Stanley cup final. I think that some people could look at it and say like, why did they care so much about a win streak? Like, no, they are developing good habits. I know that diving all over the ice is necessarily a good habit, but like they are selling out and doing absolutely everything they can to hold on to leads, to win games, to win every shift. And if there's ever a complaint that's been given about the Oilers is that sometimes they kind of lose their heads and they go into la-la land and they fall asleep at the wheel. They're not doing that. They are focused. They are playing so hard. They're getting incredible goaltending from Stuart Skinner. Corey Perry stepped into the lineup on Saturday and looked very good. I was laughing watching that. Like, he made a nice little play behind the net. He didn't look net. very good because he barred all of his equipment. He looked very stupid, but <laughs> he looked very good in the way that he was playing, which is as a bottom six forward and, like, leadership, sure, but it's just like, hey, come in, be an old guy, be competent when we get to the postseason because they're going to get to the postseason now. Be a dependable player. I said earlier, it's all happening right now for the Edmonton well, Oilers. Before we even got on the show, I was just watching a video posted by Frank Corrado on Twitter, who's a really good follow if you're into like game tape stuff, breaking down the film, showing where teams are lacking, where they're kind of improving. And he put out, put out a video on the Oilers and their defensive coverage, specifically like the, the players buying in from top to bottom, like their, their top tier offensive players. A guy like Leon Dreisaitl, who has been frequently criticized for not committing to the defensive side of the game. Not by me. And uh, he put out a pretty, pretty good video kind of showcasing where the Oilers are picking up for each other and really committing to a system that allows for them to not only uh, like protect themselves defensively, but also like hold on to the puck and maximize their time with the puck and like those top guys who you want to have the puck as much as possible. So that stuff is, is really, really interesting to me in terms of like, was this, was this hammered into them by, uh, by Knobloch? Was it something that Jay Woodcroft let them get away with beforehand? Because like, this is the same personnel as a team that started this season horrible and yes they're getting the saves and stuff now but they just look like they are a different team in terms of the buy-in they they're their first they have good team problems defensively which i like because when i watch them now the chances that they allow the great chances that Stuart skinner has to save are like job duplication in the defensive zone a dumb fucking pass in the defensive zone notice all these things i'm talking about are things that they're doing in the defensive zone where they like have some structure and make mistakes in and out of the system, not just fucking giving up a million odd man rushes. Like the, those at least are quelled and Skinner's making the saves when he has to. I'm thinking Stuart Skinner is like borderline becoming a problem. Obviously he has been the best goalie in the league since January. He has a save percentage of over 950. His contract is so fucking good. I don't even know what it is. It's a three-year deal, $2.6 million a year. He's in year one of it. If you had told me that, that Stuart Skinner was still on his entry-level contract, I would believe you. Because Stuart Skinner, I have no, I, I have no understanding of that guy's age. He, like, rookie last year, I, felt, I thought that he was like 34 years old. Uh, he's, a, he's an enigma to me. But Stuart Skinner has been awesome recently. And you, you said this weekend, you, you were in the depths, in the midst of trying to purchase a Stuart Skinner jersey. Yeah, shout out to NHL store. We've shopped there before, and we have patronized them in the past. 
I don't know about anymore. They had a 25% off sale and it did not apply to either of the Stuart Skinner jerseys that they had, the authentic or the Fanatics one. However, it applied to uh, women's Stuart Skinner jerseys. And I don't know how or why that's sexist, but it's problematic and fix it. It's not sexist against men. It felt sexist against women to me. Well, so here's, here's my, my deduction. Is Stuart Skinner not popular amongst women? They're, it seems like they're having trouble selling those jerseys. With that mustache, Maron. I know. He's a good-looking guy, and that mustache is tremendous. I can't imagine Stuart Skinner has a tough time with the ladies, but... Sales-wise? But sales-wise, like, are, are, are... Is he so popular with the ladies that they're just stealing and, and, like, looting his jersey from the NHL store? And so they're like, oh, we have to make this a little bit cheaper so that they'll actually buy them. I don't like the NHL engaging in the practice of, like... Oh, here, ladies. Ladies like, only. Could, yeah, <laughs> like you could have like it's very condescending mm. to me, and I did not like that sale. I would rather there be no sale at all. Uh, <laughs> although, actually, they are potentially uh, making up for the wage gap. So, well, uh, well I mean, like progressive w- there, but like women want equ- women like want equality. Sean, weigh in on this. Is this a good or bad thing? Um, you're I, smarter than us. I, I, I guess. I guess bad thing. Um, I mean, it's it's bad for somebody, right? I would say it's the women aren't buying the jersey, so they need to sell it. I would say that this is bad for men. We need a take, Sean. I don't know. I Give don't. I don't, take. I don't have a take. I'm well, trying to come up with something, and I have nothing. All right, but so you don't. It doesn't strike you as like a wrong that needs to be righted. Well, I mean, the only ones that can right this are women. They need to buy more jerseys, and they will stop being on sale. Yeah, ladies, I, get out there and get some. Stuart the ladies Skinner just jerseys. aren't supporting Stuart Skinner the way they need to. I it is wild. We haven't. We need to do something with Stuart Skinner at some point. It's crazy that we haven't. Uh, he he. I believe has not. We haven't even requested him. Stuart Skinner is younger than me. Whoa, that makes me very upset. By like five or six months. If this deal, if he remains not what he is right now, but if he's like a top 16 goalie, which watching him now, I'm like, I think maybe he can potentially be. He might be the best Canadian goalie. If, I mean, we were talking about that last week for uh, speculative reasons, but he's like up there. Actually, we were talking about it uh, off the air, and then we heard... Uh, they were talking about it on 32 Thoughts, mm-hmm. and Sean noted how uncool it was for 32 Thoughts to take an to idea s- from to us. Steal, yeah, to steal an off-air bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no precedent to be set. Like, we've done nothing to them. We've not stolen any of their bits. How dare they? Not very cool. Uh, but unrelated, uh, the Chaos Chain has finally uh, won a game. What? Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes won a game with the Chaos Chain. But I will say... We are in the negative in terms of financials. Mm-hmm. The chaos chain has, is officially costing us money. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we need those 25% off sales to apply to men. Mm-hmm. So, Emily, Emily, leave it to a woman to solve the problem. Uh, said that not enough. And it's the NHL's fault. They're not being inclusive enough to include NHL. Actually, I'll take this one step further. It's the PWHL's fault. They stole all the female oh. fans. 
So now they're not. They're like Stuart Skinner. Fuck him. Uh, I want Davian or something like that. And so now they're not buying NHL jerseys because they're they're spending all the money on PWHL jerseys. Wow, they're gonna it, the NHL is gonna go broke. PWHL is the NHL no the longer NHL. has a monopoly. No, mm. you hear that NHL? Go woke, go broke. <laughs> See, no, go woke and make money. Include women, and you start making money. That's what the PWHL I hate did. That no, I was gonna say like I hate that that includes go with, but just like woke has been bastardized in so <laughs> many different ways that now like woke applies to like. Have a league where like women yeah, can play simply hockey. Pay, like, oh, pay attention to women and minorities. You've gone woke. <laughs> yeah, that's what the W stands for. Yeah, the professional, professional woke, woke hockey league. <laughs> Yo, if there was like a professional woke hockey league and just like everything was like gay as shit and well, super inclusive, we will get there later. Yeah, I mean, we we and on a couple of occasions. There's we have a, a lot of gay the PWHL stuff the is. I'll tell you what, those stonks. Are rising. Fuck it. Let's just do it. We are going <laughs> to save it for later in the show. Do a little grab ass. But like the NHL for sure has a straight problem because the PWHL is kicking its ass with like cool gay shit. Check it out. And something you like your girlfriend to do to your face. I want to say sit on it. Yes! <laughs> sit on it! Now. Hell yeah. <laughs> If that were boys, that would be the most the fucking boys right. thing in the world. Important for the audio listeners, that video was two PWHL players. On yeah. Toronto? Yeah, on Toronto. Yeah. Mouthing. Are they actually dating? I have no idea. I, I well, I no, no, like, no, because I she said, she said in the caption that the goalie is single. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. No, I, I just took it as like fucking around and like yeah. well, teammates I mean, but, being cool. But I've seen tweets from like PWHL people being like, the PWHL like, rocks because they're all fucking each other. Oh, <laughs> well... That's speculation <laughs> on everybody's part. No, but like a lot of a lot of them like are dating, dating teammates, right. which is like that rocks. They have that. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a lot of reasons why it would be great if men's professional leagues were a little uh, further along in like the gay players being out and everything. I'm not trying to pressure anybody to do anything. Be but like, gay. This is no, not be gay, <laughs> but like this is. What you get when a league is just like out, right. fun, fucking like I, I hope like accepted and free to be themselves. Amazing. Yeah, I mean that that rules. So PWHL get on their level NHL. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we we do have more gay stuff. Do you want to save that for the it's gay jersey stuff? Do you want to save it for now or more gay stuff? More gay stuff. Bring it. Uh the sharks, gay as shit. Um, look at these pride jerseys. They go fucking insane. Oh! They go fucking insane. Look at this Wait, patch what? in the top right. The rainbow shark skull. That's hard as shit. That Holy is. But, that's crazy. And as I was saying before the show, I think this patch in the bottom right, which is not gay, that has nothing to do with why I think it's the best logo of all time. But this this like street SJ with the bricks behind it is should be like an actual badge for you know the what that is i think it's hard as shit that is bay as shit yeah, yeah. It is. that it is. is like yeah. bay area as fuck it is uh but i just love the rainbow shark teeth stuff and it the on this night it was again against the sabers the puck was dropped by a member of a pro well i guess it's, it's technically not pro but a a lgbtq hockey team based in san francisco and their jerseys are fucking insane in their own right uh but yeah. Why? Why is like the the shark logo the main shark logo? It looks like a, like a zombified shark. It does a little bit. It looks like a horror shark. It does. Which is 
I don't like the messaging behind that on a pride jersey, but that that all of those logos go pretty hard. I love this shark skull. Like that is a genuinely dope. I mean, like obviously I get that you can't do the rainbow thing every night, but like that should be an actual logo. That's like a skeleton, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, a, it's a shark like a shark skull. skeleton. Or like a shark jaw. That's crazy. It, I think it looks dope as shit. Oh, I, I, I think that the eye the eyes being red makes it cool. Oh, wait. Okay. So chat right now is saying uh, the women's cut jerseys aren't always the best fitting for everybody, but the men's jersey are always cut classically and it fits great on all folks. That that's makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah, that's I, a great point. I've never seen a, a, woman, a woman wearing a woman's jersey. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't, I have, if I have, I haven't noticed, but I will say like a, a woman wearing a men's jersey is a good look. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, if you go to a hockey game and you look for it, you'll definitely, you'll notice women wearing women's cut jerseys. But yeah, that, I've plus, known a lot of women, especially younger women that plus are more, now like it, the oversized baggy clothing is in. Yeah. So like, so girls buying the men's jersey, like probably is cooler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. I mean, here I we, we we will probably never see the Columbus Pro Shop Wars, but like I if I see an item that fits me and is women's, I will absolutely buy it. I did for Pro Shop Wars buy a wear by Aaron Andrews item. So it's all in, okay? Yeah, we're gender bendy. <laughs> uh, we do have to talk about uh, more jerseys talk. We want to move on from the uh, from the Oilers. Uh, we can do that right after I tell you about game hey, time because right. we are going to the All Star Game and haven't gotten tickets to sit. But if we do that, I'll tell you what we're using. We're using game time because every time I go to anything now, it is thanks to game time. I take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Sometimes I have to guess, wait, which game am I, which game am I going to get tickets for? Not on game time. I go in, I type in the team I want. They have the full list of games that in which that team is playing but then also they've got the opponents listed. Mm -hmm. So you can customize your game experience to be team A versus team B. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you go, you try to get tickets. Hey, I'd like to get some Panthers tickets. You show up at the game, you say, oh, Panthers are playing like the, the, the Yankees. I wanted to see a hockey game here. Game time gives you everything you want. You get NHL team versus NHL team, MLB versus MLB, PWHL, PWHL, so on and so forth. Get on the app, download it. It's so easy. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code CHAOS, C-H-A-O-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Create that account on that app and use CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. I thought you were going into a sexy red, create that account for Drake, create that account for me. <laughs> create that account for yourself. I'm fascinated by the, uh, the, the, like the women's Jersey discourse. Going win, on yeah. The the chat women are right having a lot there's of, like a lot of, of there's a lot of talk about, about like the merits of women's women's cut jerseys. Oh, the, which the, is like, I've never, I've never, obviously I've never kind of like been in that mind space, but uh, yeah, good to know. I feel so here's the thing with if I buy like a women's t-shirt or something or shorts or whatever that can work if you just size up the right way and everything I feel like there's no way a women's cut like if I got that Stuart Skinner jersey you, you for could. cheap it would look very 
unusual. Yes. Let's say. Yeah. So I don't like that it can't. So they're they're all doing the men's or women's. You're saying men's. Like, well, I'm not saying they're all doing the the men's, but like, there's a lot of complaints about the women's cut jerseys. The V-neck on a jersey, yes. whether it's a man or a woman wearing. Looks very strange to me. Unless that's like the actual style of the jersey. Like those old New York Giants yeah. used to have like a V-neck. That the Rangers jersey that's right behind me, like that style has it's not even that it's not juts a sharp out. it's not a sharp V-neck. It's like a, a mix between it a juts. crew. Yeah. So it juts. You know. Okay. Well, there's new jerseys out, and I talk about the devils. Oh wait, I am because <laughs> the stadium series jerseys dropped this week. And if you're on YouTube, you could see the Rangers one, great streetwear appeal. Flyers look steady, Eddie. Devils, uh, maybe needs a little bit of lining or something. Islanders, people got a big problem with that one. Pete, give me your breakdown. Yeah, I mean, so the I really, really like the Rangers one. The Rangers one is by far my favorite. Uh, it's, it's super cool. It, it reminds me of the 90s Patriots jerseys. And that, as a Patriots fan, is mwah. Uh, the Flyers jersey is, I think, the second best, but it's not special, which is not necessarily a criticism. It's the definition of a Flyers jersey. It it looks exactly like a Flyers jersey, but I think that it should be the Flyers like primary away jersey, and they're uh they should make a matching version that has a home because that's an awesome looking Jersey. It just doesn't scream like this is special for an event. Whereas the Rangers one is like pretty, pretty specialized and not, it's not like a regular Rangers Jersey. Here's, so here's why I like the Rangers Jersey and why it gets a little dicey with the Islanders Jersey. When you're doing an outdoor uniform, Give me, make it huge. I do like the huge letters. I do like making it as though this is going to be seen from super duper far away. Let's make them gigantic. The huge NYR looks great to me. Mm -hmm. Flyers, just kind of fine. Devils, that's like not huge enough. The Islanders essentially just made the Oilers jersey, the Navy Oilers jersey, but worse in my opinion, Sean, you said you prefer that I, one to I the Oilers jersey? The, I don't like either of them. Uh, it's just a worse version of what the Devils have going on where there just needs to be some kind of lining. I don't like the navy on orange like that. But I feel like it gives off, and I can't really explain why, but it gives off like fisherman vibes, and that's kind of the Islanders thing. And so for like a one-off, I like it. Plus, as you mentioned, like they always make these things with big numbers and big lettering because it's in a football stadium. Uh, and so it accomplishes that but i don't know if it's a it's a one-off jersey so it's fine i guess but it's still obviously the worst of the four the islanders jersey reminds me of the um the ron weasley sweaters from harry potter where mm. they get gifted every christmas it reminds me of that it's like super boring it looks like this was hand designed by lula morello and just at the 11th hour just decided to to submit this it looks awful. That's by far the worst one. The Devils one, I think, is largely inoffensive. It it doesn't like it doesn't offend me. I don't think it's a bad jersey, but I typically don't like two colors without a light accent. Yeah, that's what I was. Gonna so mean. not having like a white or a cream outline of the Devils logo. Plus, like I just want the Devils to make an awesome black jersey, and I know that they have the jersey jersey, but. 
just make a regular version of the devil sweater in a black uniform. How, that how hard is that? How do you feel about teams not writing writing something other than their name on their jersey? What like aisles? Like so, jersey? like aisles or yotes or jersey. I I will allow NYR here because it's an New York Rangers. Yeah. You're fine, but generally, do you like putting like aisles? On your jersey? It really depends to me. Yeah, really. It's case-by-case case basis. Like, I thought the Bolts, because it didn't, the, the lighting the did a Bolts yeah, did jersey. A yeah. jersey. Yeah. I, I was think that's stupid lame. as fuck, yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is case-by-case. Case. So, But th that's part of the problem with the Islanders. A lot of people actually didn't like how big the Islanders thing was. I played around with it on Photoshop. I made it even more humongous, and I actually think that that goes a lot harder than the size it has right now. I, I mean, I think that... Both of those are terrible. <laughs> I mean, this is still quite bad, but I think this works so much better. If you're going to make it big and stupid, make yeah, it fucking humongous. Fair. Yeah, I, fine. Yeah, if you want to make that case. I want to... My idea for the, the Rangers jersey, which I I love. I, I like the Rangers jersey, but I was thinking I don't love like the NYR type deal. I love that jersey design. I think it would be so much fucking cooler as if... They did Lady Liberty and have her had her like covered in icicles as like an outdoor specialty logo. It's very apocalyptic. That's, yes. Yeah, it's also like yeah. a day after tomorrow, La Lady Liberty. That would be incredible. Uh, I think well, famously New York like would would be thrilled with like uh, tragic imagery of their landmarks, Pete. It's not like tragic. It's just it's a cold Lady Liberty. I think you could have gotten away with doing kind of like the Norway jerseys where they have the polar bear kind of ghosted into it. If you had done that with Lady Liberty, I think that could have been okay. cool. I, I thought you were going to say I, like I think they could have gotten away with just doing NY and making that. Oh, no, like that would have bigger. been terrible. Um, I mean, I think I don't I think it still would have been the best of the four. But you also can't do that when you're playing the New York that's, Islanders. That's true. <laughs> Not even. Um, I hate that. But yeah, so I, I, I think that most of these, the three out of the four pass. Uh, I think that the Rangers and the Devils will both go very, very well with hoodies. I think that is yeah. one thing we're sleeping on with the Devils. I think that none Flyers of us would too. be. The guy's literally wearing a hoodie and it looks good. The Flyers one? Yeah. It looks fine. I think it's, it's, great, like, it's not enhanced. By I him think you need to see the. I, the I should back, have got the, the back, back a picture of the back. The back of the, of the Flyers jersey is the black what? bar, like wrapping yes. around for the name. I think is it's very cool. Nice it looks a lot better from the back. Yeah. I also find it funny that they're like you have to wear a hoodie or a turtleneck in these pictures. No other option. Yeah, I also think like the 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 design of the Flyers jersey with that black bar wrapping around and then going to the sleeves with like the thick uh, orange stripe. It reminds me of the Flyers logo. I feel like there's like synergy between the logo and the design of the jersey, which I think is really cool. Right. I agree. Uh, Sean, give me the Sharks black alternates that came out late last week. What do we think of these? I like them a lot. I, Great I like jersey, them. shitty crest. I like them way more than I thought that I would. I like the crest. I like the logo. I, I didn't think that I would. But man, these look awesome. I everything but the crest. I think that the stripes are very, very tasteful. I love a nice touch. This is a nice touch. The little I don't even know what it would be, but I could make it in Photoshop. Whatever those uh, decreasingly so those things stripes. Yeah, that stripe pattern is, I believe, a 
um, it's like a nod to Hispanic culture or like some of the, like the, the, like it's, it's some, it's like a nod to the Hispanic culture, I, I think in the Bay area. Waves. No, that's what I thought. And, uh, somebody came back and told me that, that, it, that it was that I thought it was super cool. Even when I was like this, it's designed to look like the ripples in a, in the ocean. Okay. I don't, maybe this is, I think that is dumb. Like if you're going to do a nod somewhere, like What's the point of doing it if no one knows that it, that's what, like, if it's not clearly obvious, that's what you're trying so, to do? This sounds to me, and I could be wrong, like one of my least favorite things teams do. This has I, been happening I feel the like last I know where you're going with this. Where they put something on their jersey and they say, oh, it's because yep. it means mm -hmm. this thing. This means this is uh, actually a nod to. Uh, it's a bunch of sideways ones because yeah. at one o'clock on this day, this sort of thing happened. You're like, but it's on the, just like, does it look good or does well, it look bad? Nobody's going to look at it and like hold it up. It to the light, they design like the Jersey guys. and then they assign meaning to it. Yeah, after, right. it feels yes. like, and that it's drives the, me crazy. It's the, uh, it's the Rangers, uh, yes. the Rangers third Jersey. Oh, it's designed to look like traffic lights in New York. What? Why are you making? First of all, why are you hyping up the, <laughs> the worst the part of your city? traffic of, of New York? So you might as well put rat shapes yeah. on it or something. like You so. put it perfectly, Sean. It's making the jersey and then making an explanation for it after. Yeah. It does. Just let the jersey be good. And where I, I've never liked a jersey more upon learning yeah, right. more information about it. <laughs> yeah, right. I. I mean, my opinion of these is that it's just like the 33rd best crest in all of hockey. I think I hate the crest so passionately. I think it almost it borderline ruins the jersey, but the rest of the jersey is so nice nah, that it, man, it gets away. I like, I like it's the just, crest. As DJ pointed out before the show, the fin is the least intimidating part of a shark, A, and B, they that's like the most the least intimidating shark fin I've ever seen. Like it's too smooth and it looks like a it looks like a it should be on a cruise ship or like a vacation service of some sort nothing about that strikes fear into my heart which is i feel well, like the dolphin ass this season dolphin <laughs> ass crest yeah exactly but that i mean that's a fair point pete there's not a lot about the sharks that strike fear into the heart of their opponents but it's just like sharks like we saw the gay pride unis that sj is hard i don't think it would have been a good crest but it's a good logo like the shark skull if they had done that maybe a little less gay it could have looked dope on these jerseys. Like, it's just, it's such an uninspired crust for what is otherwise a dope jersey. In my opinion. Sean's take seems to be these jerseys not nearly gay enough. Not nearly gay enough. I mean, that's the, that's the takeaway for the whole show. The NHL is not nearly gay enough. Right. That that's is, true. That's a big problem. Yeah, if they just only had a good crust there, these would be incredible. Matthew hit the nail on the head. It looks like an SB Nation. Uh, it does oh, look like the SB that's Nation. what it looks like. Yeah, it does that's look a like great the, call. Yeah. Right. And it would just be called, like, like sharking around, <laughs> it's gonna uh, be, it's like, gonna be a fin pun of some sort. It's the SB Nation blog for the sharks was fear the fin. There you go. So. <laughs> there you go. But that's what we really yeah. That's isn't that what people would say about uh, the dolphins? That that was like a thing for the dolphins. No fins up. Fins up is the dolphin thing. But it's I mean I, I I thought I'd heard like fear the fins. I maybe that sounds like a punchline for the Finnish national team too. I know fear the fin is the sharks blog so. Well, and that's their logo because it's a fucking SB Nation ass. Well, that was a lot of talk logo. on jerseys. Not no. enough. You want, <laughs> Never to talk enough. About, you want to talk about risky jerseys because uh, of the Stuart Skinner thing. You thought that it was crazy that I was going to get a Stuart Skinner Stuart's, jersey. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's a real and gamble. I'm gonna, by the way. It's a real gamble to get a Stuart Skinner jersey because 
like the this year we've seen Stewart Skinner be really bad and really good. So they were you, looking for an upgrade. You're for taking him a real roll ago. of the dice if you're getting a Stuart Skinner jersey. I own so. a JVR Bruins jersey. That's so. true. That's not risky. That's just fucking weird. You know, like especially with the hundredth anniversary jersey. Buying a hundredth anniversary jersey, period, is like a little risky because in four or five years, we're gonna forget that like they wore these and it'll be like, oh shit, that's right. That was like a weird moment in time that they had weird jerseys for a year. I saw a friend while wearing the JVR jersey the other day and she was like, I love that your Bruins jersey is sparkly. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, got this one. Like, it it kind of <laughs> looks like just uh, like a bedazzled jersey, which makes me like it even more. But yeah. I, I think that she thought like, is this like a fashion jersey or something like that? Is this uh, one of DJ's weird moves? I'm cool with it. Right. Like this jersey doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. He just like had this idea specifically if we can just glitter it up a little bit. Ooh, friend of mine bought a Jack Campbell Heritage Classic when they first came out. Why? Oops. I know for a fact that they did not sell any Heritage Classic jerseys but McDavid. You really? had to like go through hoops to because I was trying to get a dry sidle and you had to jump through a lot of hoops and pay people a lot of crazy money and call in a lot of favors to get one. So my guess is if you are buying a Jack Campbell Heritage Classic jersey, you're probably based in Edmonton. Right. And so you probably had a larger selection. Yo, if all right, if you're based in Edmonton, tell your friends. Once we get more Oilers listeners, it's over. Once <laughs> people know that we're an Oilers podcast, it's fucking over. I don't think I mentioned this last week, but last week we got a comment on the YouTube that was like, I, I am from Edmonton. I cannot believe how plugged in you guys are to the Oilers. Like when you guys were talking about the Popeyes cups, it blew my mind. <laughs> I really don't care about a lot of other things other than the <laughs> Oilers these days. So we're going to be fucking plugged in. Uh, are there any jerseys that you would get that are risky? Uh, JJ Paterka autographed. Dude, that's not even risky at the this point. JJ Paterka is one of the best. John yeah. Jason. I and love that, that, that kid so that, much. And that ink don't fade, brother. He owns California. He had like two, he had back to back two goal games in California. He rocks. Also, He's a good player. I told you what Don Granado needed to do. I texted you guys that he needed to, to, to pull a page out of the uh out of the Sean McDermott playbook and, and turn to Al Qaeda. Since I sent you that text. Not only did the Sabres came came back and and competed in the game that they, I sent that text during, they ended up losing, but they have kicked the ass of the two teams they've played since. So I don't know if Donnie G has tapped into my my texts, but he's there's, there's been a change made, and it just so happens to correspond with when I came up with that idea. So I think interesting. We when's his next presser? Let's tap in. Talk, we could talk to to Deline at the All Star break and see if there's That's been any, true. any speeches given. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been. Uh, what kind of message was sent from from Donnie Meatballs after, after the first intermission in in L A? What happened? What kind of reading materials been uh, <laughs> floating around the old the old room? Any like PowerPoint presentations? Hmm. I can't think of any. Let me think. Uh, of just like players. I love who I would get regardless. I mean, like I would get an Anthony Duclair jersey. That's a risky jersey right now, but it would commemorate this fun Sharks team, even if he's moved. Maybe we could doctor up a better crest and get that black jersey. Duclair, put something else in the front. You know what I would, maybe like the riskiest jersey I would get, which isn't even risky anymore because... He signed an extension, but like a Nick Foligno Blackhawks jersey. Yes. I would get a Nick Foligno Blackhawks jersey, especially the black one. By the way, the Blackhawks are going to be unveiling a uh, a black alternate 
at some point in the near future, and I cannot wait to get. Oh like, right! I cannot wait to get my hands all over those. All uh, those those Bedard black jerseys. Yeah, oh my go god! The crazy, Bedard, Bedard black jersey is gonna go so hard. Felino's uh, a good one though because that's that, that's like a moment in time jersey. But do you wait until he gets the captaincy? Because I think that Nick Felino's gonna be named captain after this season. Really? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You think <laughs> they brought him in for that sort of thing? Yeah, buddy. I think so. I would get a Seth Jones jersey. Wow. I mean, I, for, I would get a Seth Jones jersey. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll get a jersey of any black NHL player, also, not, not named Evander Kane. Also, I wish they even do mention- like a like a automatic uh lower third right away it's like sean i'm rooting for everybody black i am now why do you think i like the sharks shout out Mark, mike greer yes uh, the we didn't even mention during the stadium series discussion how weird is it that they waited until like three weeks before the games to unveil the jerseys and like i'm pretty sure i saw somebody post that if you order them from the team shop they don't ship until after the game yeah, that's huge. That's Michael insane. Scott, I don't even know if I'm going to want a baby in eight months. That's energy. insane. Yeah. Um, Buying a the, the only name jersey you've ever bought ever bought being a Martin Jones Sharks jersey is also kind of crazy. Um, oh, and Bruins legend. Stacy said that they bought a uh, Alec Martinez jersey a week before he was traded, which is that's devastating. That's bad awareness. The worst jersey I well, the worst jersey I have is Mookie Betts jersey. Red Sox jersey? Of course. Yeah, that's depressing. It is so depressing. Uh, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Speaking of depressing, we got to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. They are going through it, dude. Holy, a real tough weekend in Columbus. You had Adam Fantilli get hurt on Sunday. We don't know how serious it is. It didn't look good. It looked like he took a skate to his... Achilles area, they're lower leg. Yeah. So either like a bad cut or possibly an Achilles, which if it's an Achilles, that sucks so much. Yeah. So got to keep an eye on that. Pascal Vincent said that he didn't believe he said that he was going to be questionable for the next game, but didn't have more of an update on that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Patrick Line also entered the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. And then he posted on Instagram saying that he needed to take uh, a break to address his mental health. It has been a really, really tough year for Patty Line. And I could not be rooting 
more for a guy than than Patrick Line. Yeah. And it, it's just it really, really sucks. It's been a brutal year for him in Columbus from like the injury to the healthy scratch to now kind of um to ha- having to to readjust and reassess his, his mental situation, which I, I read that he he joined the team on their five game road trip and then headed back to Columbus before playing a game. So just like a real tough situation for Patrick Line. Love the player. Absolutely curse season for the guy. Yeah. If ever there were a time to say, like, dude, get yourself right. Do what you need to do. You'll be here next year. It's all good. It's now. So hopefully he gets better. It just sucks. He's had a a, a nightmare of a year. And then the other thing is David Yerichek, mm-hmm. who uh, has spoken to Aaron Portsline. If you don't know who David Yerichek is, he was the sixth overall pick in the 2022 draft he's a defenseman the team told him this year he would be on the team he was in the ahl last year and he's been up and down he's been sent to the cleveland monsters i used to know him as the cleveland barons oh i used to know them as the lake erie river monsters mm-hmm. yeah. that's why i, I don't even such know when better. that ha- it's so much better uh, but i get it you can't really just claim an entire lake like that uh but he's basically saying yo the team sucks let me stay on this team. Play me more. Put me on the power play. I'm seeing other guys from my draft year. He, quite frankly, I don't know what your takes are going to be on all this. He sounds like a fucking child. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. He sounds Whoa. like a fucking child. I, I so disagree. Strongly disagree I with strongly with disagree. He's standing up for himself, but he sounds like a child. I disagree. I th- I was like pretty impressed by the quotes. I thought that he he didn't like he didn't whine. He, I, did, I have the exact. Yes, he did. Let's, yeah, I, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it as whining. I, I think that like he's making good points. He's bringing evidence to the table. He's saying, listen, like a, a guy like Kevin Korchinski, who was taken around me that year, like he's getting his he's getting his time to adjust. He's getting his minutes. He's getting his power play opportunities. Kevin Korchinski has nothing to do with David Yurichek. For Yeah, well, like, sure. But like similar kind of situations for a young Bad defenseman team drafted, right. right? Right. But like you have to understand, different teams do things differently. There was a player, 40th overall pick, 2011 for the Bruins, Alexander Koklachev. He didn't end up really amounting to anything, but he was always big time. Like I'm ready for the NHL. Why? They said that I would be on the team this year. They said like, what are they doing? Come on, what are they doing? And it's like, motherfucker, what are you doing? I'm not saying that to David Yurichek. I'm saying that retroactively to Alex Kokolchev. Sometimes it does take a little time, and sometimes they do bring you along slower than you would like. God, if, like, if, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh, Larson in... Adam uh, Larson? uh, Not Adam Larson. Why can't I think of uh, second overall pick, Anaheim? Leo Carlson? Leo Carlson. Wrong double S. If Leo Carlson isn't outspoken and flipping out about his situation with the Ducks, why do we have a player who... Well, we don't know. That's 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 such an unfair comparison because Leo Carlson is they I'm, they laid out a plan for him and said this is the plan, this is what we're going to do, this is why it's for your benefit, and we're sticking to it. Dude, David Yerchek has not played in almost like a calendar month. His last game for the NHL or for the for the Blue Jackets was January 9th. That was 20 days ago, and he just got sent down for the fourth time. Like you have to let this guy get his reps. You have to let him play. It it's no good for him to to jerk him around, keep sending him up and down, keep 
taking him in and out of the lineup, making him a healthy scratch. You have to have a plan and you have to allow him to play. And I think it's something that uh, PHOY is Charlie O'Connor pointed out. Like, Columbus is a bad team. Right. And if you're David Juracek, you're sitting there being like, why the fuck aren't you acting like a bad team and playing me? Like, what do you have to gain from playing anybody else? And also the point that someone in the chat brought up and they brought up on 32 Thoughts. Like, telling a kid to get a place in Columbus, which is a pretty heavy implication, like you're going to be spending time in Columbus and then shipping him off, Kind of, kind of, kind of fucked. But I mean, I mean that 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 chick just kind of happens. But I, th- I think telling a, telling a kid to get a place doesn't necessarily mean that like he's guaranteed a spot on the NHL roster. Does it mean that like that they're they're hoping that he's he's on the NHL roster and in, in the lineup for this season and going to be a full season for him? Sure, that's what it indicates. But you're you're not necessarily like you're not beholden to kind of playing a guy on the roster the entire year just because you told him to get a place. If he's not playing up to an NHL caliber roster or NHL caliber caliber player, by all means, send him down. My big thing with the Blue Jackets is like, what what are you trying to accomplish this year? What is the goal this year? The goal should be to get your young players experience, to allow them to get the reps and have this be sort of a building block year for the future. And a guy like David Yerushek, who may, I haven't paid super close attention. So exactly. He, his assessment of the situation, and he said, like, they told me after a game, hey, you got some things you need to work on. I disagreed, but whatever. And it's like, cool, well, then you can disagree and you could think I'm playing okay. I'm showing that I should be here. If the team feels differently, Lord knows they could be wrong about it, but you don't fucking dictate the terms, not to sound boomery, but like you don't decide that, well, because I was drafted here, I should be playing right now. If the team wants to send you up and down, they can do that. And if the team wants to right. send you down and have you stay there for a while, they can do that. They have their reasons. They could be wrong. Definitely we'll mock the team if they're wrong, but like you're a 20-year-old kid. We don't know what you are yet. I know that you that we all want to find out what you are, but... If the team's taking it slowly with you, it's not some grave injustice. But I don't think he was acting like it. Like he's he wasn't crying about it. And I think it's a good thing that he like clearly a has confidence in his abilities and b like doesn't like wants to be in the NHL. Like he, I don't think he was being a baby about like with his quotes. I don't think he was being a baby. About yeah, that. I agree and like with that. he, I don't know. Like he wants to be in the fucking NHL. I don't. I think it's a good thing that he's not taking it lying down. And he's not. He's not trying to throw anybody under the bus. He's not like yelling at, at Vincent, being like he doesn't know how to coach or anything like that. He just saying yeah. His piece. Uh, Chad said he played in Cleveland last weekend. Yeah, I just meant he hasn't hasn't played the Blackhawks in almost or uh, never. <laughs> He's never played for the Blackhawks. He hasn't played for the Blue Jackets in like almost a month at this point, and they've just kind of been jerking him around. So like that's that's my thing. I, I so it, I just keep going back to like the Blue Jackets have nothing right now, and. Uh, Ultimately, it boils down to, do you think David Yerichek is one of the Blue Jackets' six best defensemen? And I think that he probably is. Probably, but I don't know. And if there's a guy who's older, more experienced, and a little worse, and they think, you know what? We play this guy and then keep him in the AHL, which we can send him up and down and everything, then he can work on his game. He can learn these things. He cannot get embarrassed out there. Fine. Fuck it. We'll do that. Like, that's a thing that teams do. And I don't think, like, as Sean said, he's not screaming, like, woe is me. Why are they doing this to me? But he's saying, like, 
yeah, like I don't see what the problem is. I feel like I should be in the NHL. But if like if your argument is that they're trying not to they're trying to protect him from being embarrassed, trying to protect him from kind of getting down on himself, isn't it clear that this is doing the like the the opposite of that? He's down on himself because he's getting jerked around and sent up and down between Cleveland and Columbus. Like this is clearly not really it's not sitting well with him. And that's not to say that like, hey, if you're a young player and you, you getting sent down makes you sad or angry or whatever that the team should just have to be like, okay, well then sure. Here's your NHL spot for the rest of the season. But again, the blue jackets are terrible. They should be using this runway to get these guys up to speed at the NHL level, give them their, let them have their growing pains in the latter half of a season that doesn't really matter. I mean, that's the Fantilli stuff, too, moving him to the wing. Pascal Vincent says that it, if he moves him to the wing, it lightens the load of the responsibility of, of what he has to feel in terms of uh, playing the defensive game. But, like, Adam Fantilli is your future franchise center. He is your franchise center basically now because you, you suck down the middle. Why not let him get his reps and have those growing pains and have those frustrations and teach him how to manage those now? Teams do that all the time, though. Do you know how many how many yes, players are drafted by centers? Yes. Uh, drafted as centers, and they play the wing for a year, two years, three years before they end up getting moved over. Tyler Sagan, right wing for the Bruins. Seth Jarvis, left wing or right wing or whatever for the Hurricanes. He, both those guys end up becoming centers. It hasn't really happened for Jarvis yet. But like this is face -offs. a common practice. This is a common practice I understand where you bring these guys in and have them do that. I, I, this was a playoff team, but like Bruins in the playoffs, Dougie Hamilton's rookie year, didn't fucking play him. He was a healthy scratch as they were playing much worse players over him because they were like, you know what? We don't want to have this kid go out there and ruin his life in the postseason, which he would end up doing in future or postseason. You're talking about good teams. That's what that was going to be You're talking about good teams protecting young players who they don't necessarily trust. But they developed those players, though. Those guys ended like I'm not saying it's you definitely do it this way or you definitely do it the other way. I'm saying it's not a grave injustice no, that they're not. doing it a way that a lot of teams do. And as Sean said, again, he's not saying, like, get me out of here. What are you doing? But, like, there's this cry on his behalf of you must be playing him. And you must not. You don't <laughs> fucking have to. Uh, Stacy makes a really good, good comparison, too, with the uh, the center and wing thing. Quentin Byfield. Like, they, they, the Kings took it really slow with Quentin Byfield. And he had his frustrations. And he, he, this year he's exploded. And he's been really good up until the Kings fell apart and just, you know, got thrown in the blender. But, like, yes, I, I understand that this happens. But overall, I feel like there is a major disconnect in Columbus with whether it's like the coaching staff and the front office or whether it's the, 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 the coaching staff and just a lack of organizational self-awareness. You are not a good team. You are a, a young team with a lot of young players who can learn things from this season. And I just, I think that they're kind of punting on some of these learning opportunities on a bad team. I am absolutely not offended by what they are doing with David Juracek. I think that this should not derail his career. This shouldn't change his career. 
I'm not offended. Did I understand see? it's like one of the bigger talking points for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Because they don't really have anything going for them. But I am I'm not offended. My my uh, thing is that I just I like that I have no reason to believe that the Blue Jackets are like doing things the right way. It doesn't seem like they have a plan. If I'm Eurocheck, if like that that I think ultimately is the problem. It's just like I if I'm Eurocheck, I think I deserve to be in the NHL. And it's one thing if the organization doesn't believe it, but I don't even think that the organization doesn't believe it doesn't deserve to be in the NHL. They just don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. And, and like, just, it really just seems like they have no plan. Yeah. And that's tough. And when you've got a 20 year old that you use a six overall pick on getting frustrated, uh, it's not a great sign. And it's just a, one of many things going wrong in Columbus right now. They have to kind of figure this out in the next week or two i mean i'm i'm defending the blue jackets here which maybe isn't the smartest thing in the world but i think that we're conflating doing it one of the two ways with not having a plan because the way that they are doing it is a thing that teams do pretty regularly it's not the more exciting thing and I know that when you're a bad team, you say, okay, well, get as many answers as you can on as many players as you possibly can, but maybe they don't want to run him into the ground. Maybe they think that if they play him a lot, he's going to end up being bad. I don't want to spend any more time on this because we've repeated the same like three things a hundred times, and that is, as they say, bad radio, bad TV, or whatever, but I think that ultimately it boils down to there's two options they can take with him. They're taking one of them. And it's the least fun, the less fun option for us, the viewers, and certainly for him. I hope that he doesn't get too down on himself as a result of this, but I don't think this derails his career or further derails a season that if these are the rails, here's the Columbus Blue Jets. Just leave him in the AHL then. Stop. Yeah, right. Just, you're right. Yeah, like, that's that's my, I don't have a problem with him not being an NHL player. Just right. stop. Just tell him, him that around. he's going to spend yes. the rest of the season in the AHL. Exactly. I and, do like, though, we didn't rent show out his Columbus apartment. <laughs> we didn't show the the quotes. But I referenced this one. My favorite quote of it, though, is they told me last game was not good enough for me. I told them, I don't think so, but that's your opinion. I was out of the lineup after that. <laughs> Sing, I don't eh, think. Eh, that's your opinion. We'll see about that. <laughs> I, I love the. That's your opinion. Uh, I also wanted to point out the one of the quotes from Pascal Vincent was uh, talking about Yerchek's frustration. He said, I get it. My daughter wants her own car. She's 13 years old. It's the Amazon effect. Everybody wants it now. And that's where, like, I, I, I said before, that's like, such a dickish quote. PV that's crazy. That's I, such a dickish, dickish he's quote. He's like my teenage daughter. That's crazy. So, yeah, my daughter wants a car. I, I understood when I was making the point of, like, this is a childish move on the player's part. I understand that you're dancing into b boomer, maybe even, mm -hmm. like, MAGA territory. Pascal Vincent was just like, let me just set up in this territory. <laughs> yeah, let me right. just say it. He's being a 13-year-old no child. <laughs> yeah. Daniel also brings up a good point. It's just like, it's crazy that CBJ still like, everyone shows up. Because like, I was going to make the point that like, why not just keep them up there to sell tickets? But they don't even have that problem. Like, it, they just, Columbus like, fans. People show up. You could have us on the ice and they'd show up. Yeah, I like so. the Blue Jackets, man. I like that roster. I do too. They have a lot. That's the other thing. I was looking at their decor. Yeah, I like all, their AHL they're roster. all young. Too. Like, they have a guy born in 94, a guy born in 92, and then everyone else is born in, like, 88 or later. Love which that. Which I was born in 88. Like, it's 25 or younger. So their whole decor is... You were born in where? 98. Oh, you said 88. Oh, that's what I meant. 98. I was like, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm 35 years old. <laughs> Grow. You know what, though, Sean? You, say, you didn't say that. You didn't, like, put some stank on that. I'm not offended or anything, but, like... 
as a young person, Pete used to do this and I would tell him to stop doing it because age comes for us all. We'd be like, you know that so-and-so is like 33? And it's like, buddy, soon, this is probably when I was like 29 or something. I used to do that, but for like people that were younger than I expected when uh, I anticipated. Oh, no, no. Like, so you, you you do it a few times with like like media members and everything. You'd be like, that person's like 33. That's crazy. I'd be like, buddy, <laughs> we're going to be 33 in no time. I I mean, I'll still act like that just because I feel like I look 17. So Sean I, shaved. Have we shown Sean oh, yet? Oh, no. Sean look shaved his handsome. mustache. The clean. Yeah. The clean. I feel, like, I feel like I look five years younger. Yeah, uh, you do look younger. Last thing we're going to do, because we've uh, taken up too much time grab-assing about uh, the uh, roster moves of the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> Why are some teams done for the All-Star break? Like the Oilers, who have played no fucking games I was this wondering season, that too. I was are already done. Race. And like the and they don't even play the first day back. Like they still have another day or two days after the All Star break when teams come back. At that point, the Oilers are going to have like six games in, in one week. day. Yeah, it, I oh, know yeah, guys yeah, that yeah. left for vacation on Sunday. Sunday Everybody morning. did. They left for vacation on Sunday morning, That's crazy. and there's teams playing games on Wednesday. Like if you're Connor McDavid, you could have a vacation still, and then go to the All Star break. I I wonder if those teams have a little bit uh, extra breathing room on the other side of the All Star break, maybe. Well, like the Oilers, I was saying, they don't play until they play, what is it, Tuesday night in Vegas? Honestly, if you're the Oilers, that you're probably pissed about that. The yeah. Oilers probably want to get back on the ice as quickly as possible. Right, that <laughs> thinks they have such a long layoff. I um, guess it's good that their two best players are going to be playing some sort of hockey. A uh, little show announcement. Uh, we will be at the game. Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Edmonton Oilers as the Oilers go for their NHL record 17th straight win. We are so excited. We are planning on going to this game anyway. We're going to do some stuff with the Golden Knights. We have this trip planned anyway. Uh, truly, the big thing is we're going to the fucking Super Bowl week. I know it sounds ridiculous and it's a, it might sound like a crazy idea, but Super Bowl week is... I don't want to say too much because I don't want other hockey podcasts to get this idea and just steal it. But we're going to go to the Super Bowl week. We're going to clean up on content. We're going to do stuff with the Vegas Golden Knights, and we will be in the building as the Oilers go for 17. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, Austin Matthews hit 40 goals. Uh, he is the fastest player to 40 goals in the last 25 years. He's on pace for 70 goals in 80 games this year. The last player... To hit 70 goals where uh, Alexander McGillney and Timu Solani both hit 76 in 92-93. But uh, Solani played 84 games that year. King. So uh, just putting in overtime. Well, Gilney's I, a Hall it, of Famer, right? It has to be. You, NHL you so? Hall of Fame. I'm in there. Hockey Hall of Fame. No, he's not. I'm in there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know that you make this point all yeah. the time. You're like, it's insane. It's fucking insane that he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, Whoa. yeah, but I, I just want to say, like, Matthews is obviously like not super flying under the radar, but it doesn't feel like people are talking enough about like the he's on pace for 70 goals. And I think that it's because the Oilers are so interesting because they're well, I guess there's so many storylines happening in the NHL this season, but also like Nathan McKinnon just better. I know <laughs> like, it's it's a tough year to be on pace for 70 goals if you're Austin Matthews well, because I think it was Bucci over the weekend made the point that there should be awards for each conference and like he wouldn't even well like 
Eastern Conference MVP. Western Conference, which you could say what you want about that. But no, like, no, he, but, no. But my point is, is that he wouldn't even win the Eastern Conference one. Like he's Nikita Kucherov is, is going insane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm more on the side of like they should have awards for specific positions. Like they should have. Oh, yeah. They should have forward MVP. They I, should have defenseman MVP. I'm going to bang the PD drum. They need a offensive defenseman award mm-hmm. because Carlson should not have been the Norris winner. He can't play defense. <laughs> I like opening up I the would discussion. I went so back and forth on that. So I said last week I used to vote on those things. Like whenever there was enough time has passed, whenever there was like uh, Eric Carlson was not a unanimous, like did not get blah, 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 because somebody left them, left him off their ballot completely. It was always me. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he legitimately, was he me. was one of the worst defensive players in all of hockey. I was such a bitch about Eric Carlson and uh, the, and the Norris. Yeah. Like he should, he, he should win an award. I gave just him not that one. My thing was, I would give him like a second place heart yeah. vote. And I wouldn't give him a Norris vote. That's <laughs> I amazing. That. I, I love that. that, that. Real for you. bitch energy. <laughs> yeah, for real. Jack Edwards was like holding my hand, writing my, like filling up my ballot for me. Uh, I also do want to announce that I have hit the point of saying that uh, Todd McClellan needs to be fired. I said it's, we were watching the game yesterday. Uh, the Kings lost in overtime to the St. Louis Blues. The pretty hot St. Louis Blues, by the way, in a... I think I heard they're in a playoff position based on points percentage right now, which is bananas to me. But, uh, yeah, the the Kings lost again to the Blues. And I, I told you when we watched the game, I was like, it it just feels like that has to be it from McClellan. You got to figure it out. And once that happens next year, suddenly Todd McClellan will be in his, like, fourth year coaching another team. He always shows up, like, tenured. It's very <laughs> weird. Yeah. You're like... Every year, you're like, what team is Todd McClellan coaching for? And you're like, oh, he's in his, like, uh, third season coaching the Ducks. Yeah, we're like, oh, I didn't. We had a real, like, hey, how we played a trivia game. How long has Todd McClellan been coaching the Kings? How long did Todd McClellan coach this team? Yeah. And it was always longer than we thought. I was like, all right, I'm going to be crazy and say 2019, he started coaching the Kings. Earlier than that, he's just always there for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. Love him. He's like, uh, what's a, he's like, I think we brought this up during with torts stuff of just coaches who have coached a million places. Mm-hmm. McClellan hasn't coached a million places, but that's just like a yet thing. He, he, Cause he's going to get another job after this. Well, he's, he's a good he's coach. He's never going to coach a million places. Cause he's only going to coach like a handful of places for a million years. Four years. <laughs> yeah. And he's only got so much time. Are you, are you fucked up because you brought up, uh, playoff standing by points percentage. Yeah. That's Dave's music. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to point out the Oilers are second in the Pacific. If the playoffs ended, to, if the playoffs ended today, they'd win the cup. Yeah. If the uh, regular season ended today by points percentage, they are second in the Pacific. They have surpassed the Golden Knights. So that, that game on February 6th, that's for so much shit. A, that's like a really important game in the standings. And also, the defending Stanley Cup champion could be like, hey, get the fuck out of here. You mm-hmm. don't get to win 17 straight. Uh, I think the Golden Knights win that game, by the way. You think so? I think the Golden Knights beat the Oilers in that game. Oh, that would be so disappointing because we're also talking about going to the uh, game in Anaheim where they could set the record. That's another. So if we're going to be in Vegas for the Super Bowl week, uh, Sean, if, they, if the, the Oilers win that game and can set the record, 
we're just going to fucking drive to Anaheim. Well, I was going to ask is, would you rather them have lost their last game or like, would you, I don't want them to tie the record. I have no interest in that. If they lose to the Ducks, right? Because that would, that they would, they would, I have no interest in them tying the record. Like I would have rather them. 115 straight. I don't want to go to Anaheim and watch them lose to the Ducks. That's, That's what I'm my biggest. Like, concern. well, I mean, yeah, that too. But like, I just if they if they beat the Golden Knights and then lose to the Ducks, literally, who gives a shit? I think I will be more upset if they lose to the Golden Knights because we'll be there. Well, yeah, and it'll I mean, just that, be that such a letdown. Suck, but <laughs> I'm kind of although thinking... kind of good for content if we're there if we show up and then we just spoil the Oilers' winning streak. What if we just now we're in trouble? Pete and I are going out of pocket too much. But what if we just like go to that Ducks game anyway? <laughs> For nothing? They we're lose like to the Golden the, Knights. They were like the kids in Taken who are following you two on tour. What if they lose to, what if they lose to Vegas and then we go to the Ducks game as like a like rally starters? Yeah, well, start soon. a new winning streak. Yeah, and they lose to the Ducks. Yeah. And it's like we killed the Oilers season. <laughs> that could be fun for content. Knock out a pro shop wars in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Have Frank give us a oh tour. My God, the jerseys. Now we're talking. All right. If you're not on the YouTube, get on there and uh, leave us a nice review. Uh, like, subscribe anywhere you can. We got a big week. Uh, let's spin the wheel, Sean. Spin it for yourself. Why don't you give yourself a little spin there? Huh? Here we go. Here we go. Here we spin go. that wheel for Sean. The Winnipeg about the Jets. Jets. I mean, they're just really good. Um, I don't know. I I feel like it would be really bad for the NHL if the Winnipeg Jets uh, like won a Stanley Cup or, or made a run. I just think, like, for the NHL, I want it. I am all here for teams that nobody cares about. I'll tell you what, buddy. Winnipeg in the playoffs, a, the whiteout that they do, that Ooh. atmosphere is, is. incredible. I, I distinctly remember where I was when they played their first game back in Winnipeg. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really, out of all the Canadian teams, they're by far the least offensive to me. Um, so They're America's team. That's they why. They are America's team. They lost um, to the least. You said though. they're the least offensive? Yeah. Isn't that, am I, am I mixing up the locations? Uh, 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 like, Winnipeg is famously quite racist. Don't they oh, have like the I most just meant, troublesome like, city? Yeah, maybe I just meant like in teams that I give a shit about. Right. Like I hate all of the eastern, like the eastern East Coast uh, Canadian teams, Vancouver and Calgary, and I'm. So you, you, it's more like, like you just don't think about them at all. Yeah, but I, I like. I would be cool if they made a run. Uh, the NHL would hate it though, and I like when the I like when leagues get their dreams crushed, and they have the small market teams the make runs. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm all here. I mean, also, I'm a Buffalo sports fan. Like, I like the teams that no one cares about. All right. Good. Spin it for Pete. Spin it Let's for Pete. do it. Do this it, one's going to be extra it. grab assy. Spin it. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, if you do, like, uh, like all the Kraken's forwards were skating really fast the last three games, uh, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, the Seattle actually, Kraken. Their forwards are skating really fast the last three games. Their forwards are. But let me tell you what. They Fuck, got we wheels, should do that. buddy. Should we, like, become those guys? Their skating game is really picking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that. Uh, that's what I. That's my take. The Seattle Kraken. Their skating game is really picking up. Oh, all right. Spin it for me. I'm loving this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I actually uh, do have something to say about the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So we had an issue where. Uh, we ordered something to the studio. It 
somebody else, a nearby office, accidentally grabbed the package. And we were like, shit, is anything else disappearing? So I emailed the Coyotes and I was like, hey, there was talk of you sending us a Sean Dursey jersey. If you sent it, it's possible somebody else took it accidentally. Just wanted to make sure you didn't send us something <laughs> and uh, we didn't say thank you. And they were like, oh, uh, we'll check on that. <laughs> Absolutely like they didn't did send, not it. send it, but it was a nice little reminder. It's like, hey, if you're still down to send us that jersey, <laughs> we want the uh, what was it called? The Desert Knights. The Desert Knights, yeah. The Desert Knights. The and Maroon, also, uh, the the Coyotes forecheck recently has been very heavy. Nice, nice little, nice mm. meaty. Okay, the big boy hockey. Me, nice. I'm I'm the F1. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Coyotes for you. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye.